At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Live from a bunker in the heart of the Ozarks, a podcast that works hard, okay? It takes a lot of work to make a podcast. It's Sif Pop. Welcome to Sip Pop Weekly, streaming live most Saturday mornings are available to download later in your podcast feed. Unless, of course, you're a patron. Patrons get perks. Patrons get those perks. Woo! I'm your host, Darren Dicer. Asking him why he loves DC Comics is like asking why you love Christmas. It's Andrew Ormsby, everybody. Hey, you are silencing me, and I'm trying to be an ally. And each week, we'll chat about movies, TV, and whatever else from the pop culture universe is on our minds. And please welcome our guest this week. She's not as nihilistic as she looks on the internet. It's Susan Kamyab Stevens. <laughs> welcome back, Susan. Thanks. Thanks for having me back. How you been? How are things? Good, good. Busy. <sighs> yeah. Like always. I feel like that's just as we get older. I feel like I just keep saying that more and more, but it's yeah. a good thing, right? <laughs> it is a good thing. And thank you. I know a lot of times it's it's weird to ask uh, our guests to join in on the dress code, but thank you for wearing the plain gray t-shirt. Uh, mm-hmm. We appreciate yeah. it. It matches uh, very, very well. So I did not even realize they were all wearing gray. <laughs> Mine used to be blue, <laughs> but the sun has done things to it <laughs> that used to be a blue shirt that's amazing that is yeah. absolutely amazing things you only know if you tune in for the live video show um yeah. already the chat is hopping uh jose is saying yay a susan, yeah, susan show. show we all feel that way we love when susan gets Aww, to hang out with us and talk to uh we are going to talk some movies today uh really a couple very similar movies like tone wise and subject wise really kind of interesting to, to do yeah. these two movies together um We'll talk a little bit more about that, but we're going to talk about Vengeance, um, which has been mm-hmm. out uh, a couple weeks, and then Bodies, 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 which is out more recently. Uh, and it's interesting. I think I mentioned this last week, and this is probably going to happen for the next few weeks. We will likely have maybe one uh, you know, movie from that week that we might talk about, and then we'll probably play catch up with our second movie a little bit, because there's been some stuff that's dropped that we've kind of not been able to talk about. 
Um, so, you know, like for instance, this week, Vengeance, uh, is that movie. And then, so the next few weeks might, might be a little, a little bit interesting, but we'll have stuff to talk about for sure. Yeah. And then, our, uh, our best ever challenge this week, really fun, I think, yeah. is best ever, uh, movies with repeating words in the title and not, you know, easy ones like the or in or those kind of things. Yeah. Um, but, uh, actual solid words in the title, um, that repeat, um, lots of good ones here. And, uh, we will talk about those. And of course, we'll do some buried treasure at the end as well. But, uh, no need to really wait. Let's go ahead and get into it, guys. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about bodies, bodies, bodies. <laughs> Who wants to play bodies, bodies, bodies? So how do you play? If you draw the piece of paper that has the X on it, you are the murderer. Let's go. Oh. And if you're the murderer, you have to kill someone by touching them on the back. The most important part, if you come across a body, you have to yell, Body, body, body! In an isolated family mansion, a group of rich 20-somethings decides to play bodies, bodies, bodies. A game where one of them is secretly a killer while the rest try to escape. Things take a turn for the worst when real bodies start turning up, setting off a paranoid and dangerous chain of events. Uh, this is a Gen Z dark comedy, I think is the best way to, to kind of put this. You've got, uh, you know, a really young up and coming cast. Uh, here doing stuff uh, other than Lee Pace and <laughs> Lee Pace, that up and comer, <laughs> uh, and Pete Davidson, still, still a young up and comer, even though we feel like he's been around forever. He's been on SNL since he was like eighteen or something. So it's like, yeah, yeah. it's it's wild how young he still is. But he's here as well. Um, and I think many of these uh, young actors we've seen in other things recently, which is fun. Uh, I mentioned in our. Sif Pop um, pre-show, the, the show Industry, and mm -hmm. one of these actors is the lead on that show, uh, Industry. Um, Shiva Baby, one of the actors was the lead yeah. in Shiva Baby. Uh, so like, you know, we've, and Bor, you know, the latest Borat movie, one yeah. of the uh -huh. young actors is from that. So we've seen them in other places, uh, but to have them kind of come together here in front this uh is um is fun so let's uh let's answer the question did you like it lo uh, love it dislike it hate it or it was just okay susan what about you loved it Ooh, nice andrew low side of okay Wow. Ooh, okay. All right. We're okay. going to have some fun discussion today. Okay. okay. Uh, low side of okay from Andrew. Loved it from Susan. I am right now, and this feels like a movie that's going to change on me a little bit. And I think it actually will grow on me, but I right now am teetering on the high side of liked it into loved it, but I'm going to qualify it as high side of liked it. Um, okay. So this will I, be fun. I have Let's a feeling <laughs> this one might grow on me a little bit, but we'll we'll see. So bodies, bodies, bodies. Susan, you loved it the most. So talk a little about it. What do you love about this movie? Well, first of all, I just in general, one of my favorite genres, and this might be the like Scooby Doo fan in me, is a Who Done It. Mm -hmm. Like it really takes me back to that those days when I'd watch Scooby Doo and I'd be like, okay, here we go. <laughs> Pay attention. Who of the group did the mm -hmm. did the murder? Murder mystery. Let's go. Murder mystery. Uh, and that's what I've always loved about slashers, too, whenever it's somebody in the group, you know, like a scream mm -hmm. or something. So right off the bat, I was just like, ooh, who is it? And like the whole time, 
I, I mean, they're just, they're so good about like making you suspect everybody. And mm-hmm. I never felt like, oh, this is so obvious or anything like that. But obviously, I mean, whatever. So great mystery there. And then I love the writing. This might be one of the best screenplays this year, in my opinion. I just really love that it's it's humorous, and I guess you can call it woke dialogue. That's like satirical in a way. Right. Um, it's I I mean for me, I mean I just maybe from all the stuff we see on social media because our field we're seeing that so much. Just to, so to see it like be humorized like this, just. I mean, I was dying laughing too. Like, especially Rachel Sonnet, the Shiva baby. Mm-hmm. She, I cracked up over her. I just wanted her to keep talking, like throughout See, the film. She was the glue of the movie for me. She yes. held the whole thing together. I yes. like every word she said. Mm-hmm. I thought was amazing and fit her perfectly. I'm still I, quoting her. I, yeah, I, I did. I had a. Uh, I listened to a an interview with the uh, the director, which I'm going to say is uh, Helena Rage Rage Rajan. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, I'm sorry. I apologize. Rain. Yeah. Um, could be. Yes, could be. Um, anyhow, she talked about how a lot of this dialogue is actually improvised by the cast. Because she wanted them to really put the Gen Z stamp on it. And they had such a full, you know, um, repertoire of the language of the moment. And, (laughs) and you can feel it. It, it feels like all that language and it's, it's self aware. Uh Like it it understands that it's a little bit satirical about this stuff. And at the same time, you know, it's a murder mystery. Now, the murder mystery part, I have plenty to say about that. I will just say right now, I think we need to do a sift spoil on this one um, because I do have some things to say about where it ends up going mm-hmm. um, that I don't think we can say without spoiling the fun uh, for people. So um, so we probably will do at least a quick sift spoil uh, on bodies, bodies, bodies. Um, but man, man, did I love uh, Rachel Sennett and and just all the, the stuff she was saying. So... Yeah, yeah, that was a lot of fun. Agreed. Uh, Andrew, what are your first words? Well, uh, I'm going to say something, but just give me time to explain. Okay. I, uh, Uh-oh. <laughs> I figured it out before they even started playing the game. No. Yes. And I'm no, not. I did too. It. I did okay. too. What? Yeah. Y'all did? Y'all I'm both not saying that's a brag, like, oh, look at no, me. No, we don't do that here. That, that no, no, it no. doesn't mean anything. It just means for whatever reason, our brain put, yeah. you know, one and one together and, yeah. and found something. Yeah. But yeah, I'm bringing it up to say I have a pretty strong feeling that is what's impacting my enjoyment of mm, the movie. Interesting. Like having solved it so early and. Wow. Not being okay. Like, I, I wasn't a fan of it. Like, mm. so I'm thinking, like, having figured it, I'm like, oh, man, I was right. Oh, I don't like it when I'm right here. Um, mm. So it's it was interesting. Just- I, I had a similar I- experience with a completely different result, which is, you know, I, pretty early on, kind of put the math, the, the math in my head was like, oh, I see what's going on here. And I, and for me, it made the experience better. I loved kind of understanding what they were doing, what they were saying with that. Like, you know, like how, uh, you know, the, the character that you eventually, uh, you know, find uh, out as the, um, the murderer, like, you know, all that stuff is, is really to me interesting and fascinating. So the fact that I figured it out, I don't know if it made it better, but it certainly didn't make it worse 
for mm. me. Um, yeah, because that. I was, because I was aware of, it, it kind of let me piece together. It, like every time something would happen, happen, I would be like, Oh, that's amazing. I love this. I love this so much. Like, um, just because it's really smart. I think Susan's yeah. right. I think this is a really smart screenplay. It is. Um, so, very so, well, yeah. And also to that, I mean, I, I obviously, I feel like we've seen what, like a thousand plus slashers over the years mm-hmm. of our lives. Like, and yeah. it's getting to the point where slashers are, would be a pretty close to dying genre. If you'd say, I mean, I don't remember the last one I've seen. So I, I that's why I got so excited. And this was just such a refreshing take on a genre. And I, I appreciate that. I appreciate when uh, a director, a filmmaker can take a genre I love and make it feel new again. Like, I mean, I, it's, it was, it, and it's so relevant to today. Like, I mean, anybody who's all like, like it, it's one of those feelings you feel like you want to roll your eyes, but you're like, but yeah, but yeah, I get it. Like that's I, sometimes, I mean, I feel like sometimes we're speaking like them, maybe not so obviously because it's a very self-aware film, but it's, but isn't this the beauty of satire? Like this, this to me is the beauty of making fun of ourselves. Right. right is that we is. get to balance ourselves. Like the, mm-hmm. it's, I guess for me, I know everybody's different. For me, it's really easy to laugh when somebody's satirizing something that isn't you and you're like, yeah. Oh, those people, they're so weird like that. That's crazy. They're like, <laughs> it's so funny. I think it's even better to laugh when it is you, when you're kind of looking in the mirror a little bit and going, Oh, I am an idiot. I like, if I'm not careful, this is how I sound, you know, like, um, and so like, I, I think that's so beautiful. It's one of my favorite things about entertainment and satire Mm -hmm. specifically is the ability to really keep ourselves in check, to really kind of balance ourselves and go, you know, there is too far this way. Like there is a way to, to take these things and not actually understand the substance of them, not understand the meaning of what it means to be an ally or, you know, whatever it might be. And, you know, when somebody says, oh, that's just woke or, or whatever from the other quote unquote side, mm-hmm. then it's, it's interesting to be able to go, okay, now I kind of have a perspective on what they mean by that, right? Like yeah. to be able to kind of put myself in their head a little bit and go, and so, you know, it's, I'm, I'm one of those people who never feels like I'm on a team. Like I always feel like I, you know, uh, I don't understand the polarization thing. Um, and so something like this is, is beautiful for me because it speaks to the, uh, you know, the different side of me. And yeah, I just think that's the beauty of entertainment. I, I love satire for those reasons. I completely agree. A hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I can't ever say <laughs> oh, that we again. Will, we will talk about that. No, it, it's, oh, uh, we're not in that movie yet. Yeah, we're Susan. not there, but like literally like. A hundred percent. We will talk about that. hundred percent. We will talk about that. hundred percent. Yes. That I agree with you. That's what I love the most is when it's almost like a reflection of me and I'm like, oh, <laughs> but mm-hmm. it makes it funnier. It's funnier that way. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, let's throw out some more stuff. Um, Susan, did you have anything, any other big points you wanted to make? I mean, I know. Yeah, Rachel Sonnet was really good. I mean, I think Lee Pace was really funny. Obviously, uh, what they were doing with the Borat girl, uh, Maria wow. Bakalova. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. she she was really good. Gosh, I, I think it was well shot. I, I think it was a pretty well shot film too. Um, I mean, it's it's hard, you know. I don't want to give anything away, but I I just I I feel like man, I I must be. I'm just not my my mis, my mystery solving skills are not as sharp as you guys. <laughs> no, I, it's not that. It's I will really tell you when it was revealed. Yeah. I was like, 
what? That's great. That's awesome. That's such a fun feeling too. Yeah, you know? it is. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It may have just been something in the water here in the Midwest where <laughs> it somehow made Aaron and I figure it out. I will say this. Um, while I like all the performances in this movie, mm-hmm. I think everybody, you know, plays their part perfectly. Yeah. And I understand that the di- dialogue is satirical and self-aware, but it's still like nails on a chalkboard to me hearing that kind of like, as Aaron called it, woke dialogue. Like it just, ugh, I'm not a fan of it. And we're so old, Andrew. We're so I know old. We're, I'm, I'm an old curmudgeon <laughs> guy. Like that's not music. Get off my lawn. I'm turning into Clint Eastwood and Gran Torino slowly, but surely. But that's what I'm trying to get at is, well, I think everybody's doing a really good job here. It also gets to the point where like, I feel like I have nobody to root for because this I don't This is a fair care. point. This yeah. is a fair point. Because I don't and, care about these people. And this this can happen in satire because yeah. everybody is a target, right? Yeah. There's I, I think if there was anybody to pull out who you're supposed to be able to go, okay, that's my surrogate, it's probably the B character. It's probably yeah. the, Maria, the, right? the Maria yeah. character, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that and that's okay. And I think for most people that will be enough. But you're not wrong. Every other character is meant to be shallow, self-centered, yeah. you know, yeah. and to and I think make a statement about you know the idea of even when you think you're being righteous, often you're being self-righteous. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And I think that's the point this movie is making. Um, yeah. So if you can't connect to Maria, who does have her own things as well, and the movie makes her kind of a mystery for re- they ma- it makes everybody a mystery for very specific important reasons, yeah, um, because it's a murder mystery and everybody mm-hmm. kind of has to be a little bit of mystery, but it does impact the ability to really be like, oh, I'm with I'm with B, you know. Um, I think that I think the opening scene is meant to put us with her, right. Um, I, I- I agree with that, but I kind of also like that though, because I feel like it's, I, we're always with those, whatever murder mysteries who done, it's always so clear, like, oh, well, I'm supposed to root for this person. And I kind of like not knowing who I was supposed to root for or not root for any of them because I was like, where is this going? Like, uh, I don't know. I mean, you have a fair point. I really don't know if I was ever like, outside of the fact that I really like Shiva baby the whole time. Like I, like, <laughs> I just want to hear her open her mouth more, like just keep speaking. What else are you going to come up with? But uh, other than that, like I was okay with not necessarily being like, cause I, cause I didn't know who to root for. It was like, yeah. wait, who, who's good here. I guess yeah. I do. I guess I do have a big pro that I'll throw out that I should uh, for this movie. I believed everybody's reasons for their own actions like nothing in like yes it's so easy like in a horror movie like this or in a slasher whodunit for people to act in ways that aren't believable in order to push forward the narrative you know like we just got to get to the next scene so here you're going to do something stupid and you're the next one who's going to get it you know i believed like through the course of the night everybody's actions Mm mm-hmm yeah, yeah, and that's hard to do in a murder mystery, by the way. Yeah, that's really, yes. and especially one like this one, and kind of with yes. what it's doing. That's re- that's really difficult to do. But I think you're right. Motivation seemed pretty pure, you know, elevated for sure. It's an elevated movie, but it didn't seem to come from nowhere. That yeah, that is a good thing to point out because that would have been hard with this. Like, yeah, they never felt like okay, what 
So, yeah. 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 Um, let's see. Uh, we can kind of go through a little bit more of the cast as well. Uh, Amandla Stenberg, um, which I love that first yeah. name, Amandla. I, I don't. Know I know. I always. I actually didn't realize it was Amandla until this movie. It's I've been calling very, her Amanda the whole time. It's very easy to miss, right? Yeah. Like it's you know. Um, but yeah, but uh, they were in uh, the Hate You Give. Um, which her performance in that, yeah. is like Oscar worthy. They were one of the best parts of Dear Evan Hansen, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, yeah. Uh, I I think I think she's great in this. So mm-hmm. absolutely. Um, and we haven't talked about uh, Chase Sui Wonders, uh, who I also think is I, everybody's so good in this. Like everybody. that's that's the thing. Like I look at uh, we talked a little bit about Ma, uh, Mahala Harold, who is the the girl from Industry. Um, one of the things I love about this, and maybe this is where I'll go, is that when you deal with this group of young females being kind of the center of our cast, um, and it's not to say that Pete Davidson or uh, Lee Pace aren't a part of this movie, but the core is really those four gir- or those five yeah. girls, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. It it does a really great job of making each of those individual characters complete, fully formed types, you know, archetypes, types of people, characters. Like, you know them apart in their actions. And I think that's part of why their actions make so much sense is, like, you kind of get their different personalities and personality types uh in in who they are. And I I really found that to, to be wonderful because so many times... I think it's evidenced by the fact that I'm even talking about it so many times, you know, the, the female characters are just one archetype, right? Like they're just the one thing that the movie needs them to be. And this movie's like, no, these are all individual women, young women who are individual, you know, types of people. And we just, we just need to continue, continue to see more of that at the front uh, of movies. So I really appreciated that. That was good. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, are we ready for one last thing? Um, oh, yeah. No post credit scene. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's no post credit scene. Uh, Susan, did you have any uh, negatives that you wanted to talk about with this movie? Like anything that uh, brought it down for you a little bit? I know you loved it, loved it, so you don't have to, but. I don't know if there was really too much of a negative for me, honestly, because I don't feel like there was. I think for what it was, it was a really good movie. I mean, I. Still, maybe not going to be like uh, like the best. It's not the best movie of the year or anything like that. But for what it was, it was a lot of fun. It had a good mystery, and a, I really do love like that the female cast was at the forefront, like you said. And when yeah. I think we need to see more of that too. Yeah, it was a strong female cast. Um, I think the our central character, the B character, I mm-hmm. think was a little bit bland for me, and I think that was the only thing. And we talked a little bit about having someone to connect to, and I think that's part of it. Andrew uh, is the character that we're meant to connect to. Isn't all that fun to connect to? Like there isn't like a lot of you know you, your character There's doesn't no have to life. be f- correct. I was just going to say they, they don't have to necessarily be fun to connect to. But there yeah. has to be an energy to them that you want to see the world through their eyes, that you kind of want them to be. And that character just kind of floated mostly through the movie. There wasn't a lot of energy to their who they were. They have a moment. They have a big moment early yeah. on. 
but it almost feels a little unearned because, you know, of all the decisions that are made, that one feels the weirdest to me because we don't really ever fully understand the energy of that character. Um, so that that's really my main negative is I think that that central character uh, audience surrogate was a little weak for me, yeah. but I still had such a great time. Like, yeah. Yeah. Right now we look like the three headed knight from Monty Python. <laughs> uh, and on that note, uh, I think we can move on. Um, all right. Let's talk a little bit about vengeance. I have a story. Okay. I'm in West Texas, where this family just lost their daughter to an opiate overdose. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. It's okay, it's not someone I was close to. Evelyn just didn't die, she was murdered. What? And the two of us, we want to avenge her death. So, as like a personal boundary, I don't avenge deaths. But here's what I can do. I'm gonna record everything that you think happened to Evelyn. And we'll put it on a podcast, and we'll see where it leads. What evidence does he have that it was a murder? Nothing. Ben Manilowitz, a journalist and podcaster, travels from New York City to West Texas to investigate the death of a girl he was hooking up with. Uh, Vengeance is a BJ, uh, BJ Novak uh, presentation, and uh, you may know BJ Novak from The Office or many of the other things that he's done and been in. Um, but this is kind of his baby. He stars in it and, uh, brings along, uh, Ashton Kutcher, uh, Issa Rae. Um, so yeah, what did you guys think? Did you love it? Like it? Dislike it? Hate it? It was just okay. Uh, Andrew, you go first. I liked it. Andrew liked it. Uh, Susan. Uh, so when I first watched it, it was a, I liked it. And now I'm in the I loved it territory. <laughs> Big week for Susan. Loving yeah, the movies this week. I know. <laughs> I have very similar feelings to this movie than the previous one. Uh, I am high side of liked it. Um, I, I think this movie is really fun, really interesting, and uh, really good. So, um, so yeah, Susan, you get to kick us off again. Uh, loving the movies this week. What are some of the things you loved yeah. about Vengeance? Well, I think it was, it's, it's, I guess, you know, it's, I, they, they have some similarities to bodies, 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 as far as some, uh, being self-aware about how you are with like social media mm -hmm. and things like that, uh, which I really appreciate. I know that can probably, we're getting to the point where a lot of movies are doing this now, uh, pointing out how much social media can be like a dangerous thing in a way too. Well, and but. there's in, in, it really is almost the primary message of the previous movie too, that yeah. I'm kind of waiting to talk about till the Sif spoil, because I think mm -hmm. where this movie goes really hits home that message. So, that's, so and yeah. that's really where I'm like, that's, this is one of those movies. And I would say, I don't know, this might be the movie for me that has, I think about it, uh, pretty often and that ending especially is just like almost like stays with me i'm it's like quite wow. an ending it really yeah. is yeah like just the 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 dialogue in that in that scene like what the words that are being said i'm like like kind of haunt me a little bit and then what happens i'm like oh my gosh okay so and, and i appreciate it though because i i think that's I don't think that was a predictable ending, but I, I don't know. I, I didn't find it predictable. No, but no, I, it was. I didn't find that one predictable at all. Um, yeah. 
I I will say like and and thanks to everyone for their extra effort and time today. Probably a sift spoil on this one too, just because there's really some stuff to unpack uh, from where it goes. Um, but uh, and that's going to happen occasionally. But but yeah, no, I I'm with you. The ending was I thought kind of genius actually, yes. but also in some ways brought the movie down for me. And I'm really? excited. I'm excited to talk about it in the sift spoil. Uh, Andrew is nodding. Uh, vigorously. Um, so yeah. 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 And I see, uh, Jose said something being a Texan, I think I can really appreciate so much the West Texas likes. I mean, anywhere you are from Texas, I mean, oh my God. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, it's its own country. Uh, yes. in so many well, ways. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, Susan. I did. I did not mean to touch on anything. Uh, <laughs> I don't we're, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, but yeah, ultimately, I really love the the message which BJ Novak was trying to, to send, which is it's so important to connect these days in person versus through all phones and social media. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Andrew, some thoughts. <laughs> uh, I can I can talk a little bit now about why sure. the Indian yeah talk around it a little me. bit. Sure. Okay. Yeah. So this movie did not do a good enough job convincing me that the character we have been following from the beginning of this movie to the end where he makes that decision, the movie did not make me believe that character was capable of doing what they did. That's not exactly my issue, but I understand it. I can, I I can respect that. I don't feel that way, but I can, I can under, yeah, understand it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like with Susan, it was shocking. Like it was shocking. But at the same time, for me, it was shocking because I don't think they were capable of trying to do and see what they did. So, but at the same time, up until that point, I gotta say, I was loving this movie. Like Boyd Hallbrook is. Oh my God. Yeah. So funny. I am loving this guy and everything he does this year. Like he's done several things this year. I'm like, man, you are great. I can't wait to see you do more stuff. Yeah. 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 Yeah, he's a lot of fun in this. Um Ashton Kutcher's great in this too. Uh so good. I yeah. I think a fresh yeah. unique character for him. Yeah. It's it's interesting. The Ashton thing is interesting because like th- there's always seemed to be a negative kind of thing hanging off him just through that 70s show and then I think Punked was probably uh you know a little bit of that, but he also has like this intelligence thing that he uh exudes and also is like a huge invest like he's been one of the you know sharks on shark tank and like you know he's been a huge investor in things and he just he's an interesting human being and i just haven't really seen him act in something uh this big recently and um and when i say this big i mean I, i don't know that this movie is huge like doing huge numbers or anything i just mean it's out there in theaters and he has a large role in it. And I think he's really good. I think he plays the character exactly right. Um, Mm -hmm. and, um, and it's, it's pretty amazing. So, uh, so yeah, I wanted to give a shout out to Ashton as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I also think this, this movie is really, really sharp, uh, with its, um, understanding of what makes modern social media technology all that so shallow 
And one of the yes. biggest examples yes. uh, of this is the hundred percent thing that we have already. There, yeah. uh, <laughs> there, just some time. You, you almost get the sense that BJ Novak was like, you know what people say all the time and don't really <laughs> think about it. One hundred percent. He's like, I'm yeah. going to destroy that phrase in this movie. I am going to make it so that if you watch this movie. You will never, never hear that phrase the same way again. <laughs> My wife and I, since this movie, have noticed the hundred percent thing so many times, and it's between just like each other? no, not necessarily between each other, but just in media, in you know, mm. um, especially kind of that Gen Z range yeah. uh, with our kids. Like you know, there's I never realized how much that phrase was. Uh, ubiquitous at this point. And to me, that is a level of understanding when, when a movie can throw a light switch like that for you. I know it's something as simple as a phrase that everybody says and that's, you know, overused or whatever. And I know that doesn't seem like a lot, but when a movie can really pinpoint something and it has that light switch moment for you, or like people say this all the time, like yeah. it is the new literally. And it's mm -hmm. just, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's wild. So, uh, so thank you. And also how dare you, uh, to this movie for doing that, uh, to me. Um, but yeah. Yeah. No, I've actually, I've, I used to text it all the time. And now if I, if I use it or say it, it's a joke. It's a, uh -huh. I mean, it's a quote. It's a, you know, I said it purposely mm -hmm. as a quote from the movie. Yeah. I, I, I don't want to say it. Like, I'm like, <laughs> oh man. Right. Like, it's just, so he was bad. like, I am destroying this phrase for you. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. so expertly done. He's an assassin. BJ Novak, Novak is an assassin. Uh, and I yeah. think this was a really strong directorial debut for him. Honestly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, he, the two things that he does really well in this, both, you know, directing, writing and acting, uh, is he, uh, two things that I love in movies is making, uh, the, uh, the scenery in the background, a character, like mm -hmm. making Texas a character. In yeah. This. yeah. I love when movies do that. And also something that's hard to do when you're doing a fish out of water movie like this, it's very easy for that bit to kind of overplay itself really early on. But I think, you know, from beginning to end uh, on this journey, uh, it, it was fun the entire time because they kept it fresh. They kept it unique with different things. You know, they didn't just keep going back to the barrel of, Oh, you know, cow poke talking like this. And it's just, it's, you know, it, they don't play that card over and over again. Um, so the family that he's with, Everything that is like the creme de la creme <laughs> of this movie. Absolutely loved it. Yeah. And just to add on what you said, like that's so true because I feel like Texas can get so misrepresented by people who don't really go to, and I know BJ Novak actually went to Texas and really yeah. did his research, but it's so, they think that we're just like cowboys with like ranches and I don't know, like so, such a stereotype. So for him, to reference like the water burger or you know the yes. texas tech thing, like the texas tech thing like my husband and i will still quote like who's a fan of ut and who's a fan of texas tech i mean it's so true like it was, oh, yeah. it was genius genius the uh, the Whataburger stuff is interesting. We have one being built in our small little town right now, and oh. it's it's kind of weird because there's not one even in the the giant Wait. town nearby. Like it's, it's going to Republic. It's yes, not going to Springfield. Yes, yeah. 
it's weird. It's a weird thing. Like our tiny little, you know, suburb of whatever is getting a Whataburger. I think. (laughs) Um, and so it was, it was interesting to see that stuff. And now I'm like, Oh, now I have to steal my favorite number, uh, from, from Whataburger. Apparently that's a thing. Um, (laughs) Andrew could tell you what my favorite number is. Uh, no, I can't. Somebody could tell you what my favorite number is. It's 41. Come on. Um, you know me. I can't remember things, Aaron. <laughs> Mine would be 19. So uh, is that really a thing? Do people really steal the, the yeah. table numbers? That's hilarious. Definitely. Oh, yeah, they do. <laughs> I have I have family that lives down in like this West Texas, like the panhandle-ish area. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, their, their passion and diehard fandomness for Whataburger was very much represented in this movie like yeah i've seen i've seen that that level of are you a fan susan do you like the place like what's like i i actually would say Waterburger is was like our favorite burger place before they brought shake shack here which is not texas you know like shake Ooh, shack right. that's, that's la yeah yeah and, and uh like when in and out came i was like uh-uh Waterburger's better but yeah, I'm not then, a huge fan of In-N-Out. That's why I'm kind of uh, skeptical of Whataburger. I've never had a burger as good as Five Guys. So, like, that's like... Oh, I think Whataburger is better than Five Guys, too. Their fries are way better. Whataburger has good fries. And I don't think he, like, emphasized it as much in the movie. But people who like Whataburger are usually a huge fan of their ketchup. They have the best... They have this spicy ketchup. And just even their regular ketchup, might it's the best. Hmm. I don't think there's any hmm. better ketchup than Whataburger's. Interesting. Well, it's it looks like it's about seventy percent built, so I think it may be done here within the next uh, few months. So, and you've never I had it? No, I no. Oh my god! I don't think I I've really ever been near one. Y'all think of it? <laughs> <laughs> I like it. What should I get? What should I get really for good. my first Whataburger experience? Just like a regular cheeseburger. Yeah. Is the, is is it one patty or two? You can you can do. I would start with just one patty, unless okay. you're a huge like carnivore and you like to do the double. But it's hu- it's a huge burger. Like that's the oh one okay. Thing. Like it's a bigger burger. Okay. Like circumference wise. <laughs> yeah, Shake Shack's more along. You know, like the press down. You know, like the thin patties. No, no. Water Burger's more like the thick patty. Okay. More like a Red Robin burger kind of thing. Sure. Yum. Yeah. Except good. <laughs> it's, yeah, Waterburger. It's really good. The only thing I recommend that, and this is just with most fast food, mm-hmm, is if you mm-hmm. can just eat it there, like eat like fresh. Because by the time we bring Waterburger back to our place, sometimes it gets cold. Mm. So I'd rather eat it like right there. Okay. Okay. And then BJ Novak's favorite thing uh, was the honey biscuit chicken, honey chicken biscuit sandwich. Mm, that so. sounds delicious. Well, this has been a review of Whataburger. Um, <laughs> yeah. So that's what that's what we're here for. That's really You'll what understand if you watch the movie. If you watch the movie, it's hard to not want Whataburger. We talked about Whataburger just now for like four minutes, and it was nowhere near as passionate or loving as it is in the movie. So we didn't even do it justice, well, apparently. I will jump off the Whataburger conversation to say one of my favorite things about this movie is the family dynamic of the Texas family. I think there is a real feel like an authenticity to that family and i love it when a a movie that is specifically edging into satire a little bit you know tone wise we're definitely over the top here a little bit still Mm -hmm. finds a way to have empathy for every single one of its characters and every character in this family is given a moment of Reality, authenticity, and empathy. And I think that's so important, especially considering I think one of the major 
themes and messages of this movie is about the polarization of our country and the idea of, you know, the coasts versus the middle and all that kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, it's, I, I found that, I found that really beautiful that it was able to, to do that. So, yeah. And I think something he did really well too is, uh, one of the big characters is Abilene, the girl who would know it's not a spoiler, but it's mm-hmm. in the trailer. She passed away and we know, we know nothing about her from the start, but he wrote it so well, how, as the film evolves, just the stuff in her room, the way the family talks about her. We, I feel by the end of the movie, I knew this character so well. And that just is mm-hmm. like really like kudos to his writing on doing that. Cause sometimes, I, I mean, I'm talking even just like little details about her and things yeah. to where we, I, I cared about her by the end of it. Yeah. Yeah. And the, uh, the storyline makes sense. Like the, the things mm-hmm. that happen and, you know, the, there's a, there's a big, um, Mystery he's trying to solve, not just about, you know, her death, but also like how to find more information and those kind of things that I think resolves really, really well and beautifully and meaningfully. Um, yeah. and it's, it's a movie that's not afraid to be both darkly comic and, uh, have actual meaning to it. And I think it balances those, those tones fairly well. Um, so. So, yeah. Did anyone else enjoy like just like the beginning? I won't spoil who he's talking to in the beginning, but just that conversation that they, you know, no, he didn't, he didn't like that conversation. No, I loved it. Yeah. Oh, I look like you're like, no, I was like, I, I could have like watched like them just continue for a while. Mm-hmm. Like that was hilarious. It's one of my favorite uh, like uh, intro scenes of a movie yeah. this year. Uh-huh. I agree. It's so smart. Yeah. So smart. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. a great way to set up the movie. Yep. Uh, one last thing. If there's anything else you want to say about vengeance before we move on, now is the time to say it. No post credit scene. <laughs> and I cannot wait because I got a plethora of things to talk about in the in, in the, the spoil. spoil. All right. Yeah. Cool. Susan, do you have anything else you wanted to talk about? I just I'm trying to think if there's really anything um, to add. I, I I think I think we covered all the topics. I just yeah. I really the more even as we talk about, it, I just I really like this movie. It's one that, that that's creeping up on me. Like I, I feel like it's getting higher and higher on my list for this year. Yeah, yeah. I don't know which way this is going to go with me. If it's going to grow or fade. Um, mm-hmm. I there's enough about the way this movie. I don't just mean the end end, but the way this movie wraps up. It's ideas and themes that doesn't, it just doesn't quite sit right with me. I'm not sure it's vibing um, with my own personal ethic or aesthetic. And so that is, you know, not every movie has to uh, uh, agree with me on what I believe or how I feel about certain issues or those kind of things. But there's an interesting way that this movie almost becomes nihilistic as it continues. And, uh, that is, um, always a sore spot for me. Um, so that, so that's the last thing I would say as much as I enjoyed this movie and as much as I saw a lot of talent at work, this one may fade for me a little bit just because I don't connect to its Mm -hmm. worldview, uh, completely. I don't think if I'm interpreting, you know, some of the things that it's saying with how it kind of, moves towards the end um then i don't i don't quite connect to it as well uh that is vengeance um and that is in theaters uh all right before we move on to the best ever challenge just a uh, shout out and bit of love for our sif pop members uh we like to record extra podcast content for our sif pop members that is available at patreon.com 
slash siftpop with a T. If you want to check it out, starts at three bucks a month. Uh, there's different levels with different fun perks. One of those perks is your own podcast feed where you get all of the regular Sif Pop podcasts without ads, as well as uh, bonus podcasts. Um, most of the time, most weeks, we will do a bonus podcast. This week, we talked about some of our favorite, our most anticipated fall television that's coming out. So with uh, a lot of the new stuff uh, that's coming on TV, we kind of uh, chatted about that. And when we say TV, we mean uh, streaming as well. So if you're interested in that, go check it out at SifPop.com. Uh, sorry, patreon.com slash sifpop. If you want to go to sifpop.com, you can do that as well and click on Patreon. But if you go to patreon.com slash sifpop, uh, you'll get there too. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward with each new idea, innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. So, uh, all right, let's move into the best ever challenge. This is going to be best ever repeating words movies. So these are movies that have the same word in the title more than once. Um, we'll go number five to number one. If you've got it higher, uh, just let us know, um, and you can trump it, and we'll talk about it when it's at the highest. Sure. So number five, um, I'll kick us off. Uh, I have the way, way back. At, uh, oh, Trump. Oh, nice. I love it. That makes me so happy. Yay. All right. I'm happy. I didn't know anyone would say it, so that's great. Uh, yeah, we'll talk about it here in a bit. Um, Susan, what about you? What's your number five? I have 40 Days and 40 Nights. No? That, okay. that works. It's a fun movie. All right, good. Uh, yeah, I know that was definitely the one that was – well, I'm glad you all agree. Yeah, it, for me, when I was younger, that this this was in the realm of those like – I guess he's a teenager. I don't know if he's even a teen, but like that romantic comedy that, that when they were like, just like spewing out great ones, in my opinion, mm-hmm. um, this, this was in there and it still holds. Like anytime I see it on a streaming site, if I've got nothing else to watch, I will literally, I'll pop that on and enjoy the crap out of it. I think it's pretty clever. Uh, it's a unique script. I, I don't know. I, I love the story of what he has to do. I mean, he's trying to abstain from sex and I, I, I really love the romance with him and um, 
Shannon Sossaman. I can't, if I'm saying that right, uh, Josh Hartnett and her, uh, but it's just, it's fun. It's fun. And, oh, then we can see also his ex-girlfriend who I hated in the movie. <laughs> uh, she's, that was she, an instant reaction. Producer Phil put a picture of this movie <laughs> up on the screen for those listening on the podcast. Uh, yeah. And, and Susan's instant reaction was, I hate that person. <laughs> okay. If you watch that movie now, today, what that character does to him is wrong, like, uh-huh. like legally, uh-huh. I feel like. It's, it does not, that doesn't hold up. That yeah. is like, uh you should be in jail like or something because that's really messed up but yeah it's just it's a fun it's a fun rom-com and it had like an original kind of it it broke the the typical formula a little bit for me so and i still enjoy it today nice um all right andrew what's your number five my number five we're going all the way to germany with run lola run great choice that was in my honorable mentions Man, this is such a fun, good movie. The soundtrack of this movie, ah, oh, it the way you know it keeps the tempo. Like that's what this entire movie is. It's an adrenaline rush, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, is she gonna do it? And then you know the the multiple interpretations of it. It's it's a brilliant and unique movie. Yeah, yeah. you should definitely see it if you haven't. I agree. Yes, I, I should watch it. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Run, run, little run is great. Um, all right, on to our number fours. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I have Tick, Tick, Boom at number four. Um, recent film. <clears throat> Many people know how much I love this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think May, I mean, dude's got a, you know, like a huge career still out ahead of him. But like, this is going to be a hard one to top. He is so good in this movie. Uh, Garfield is. Um, and so just completely uh inhabits this character and the music is great the direction in my opinion is amazing i love some of the choices lin-manuel is making here with the way he is intercutting between this one-man show and then the life of the person who is this one-man show um it's kind of a fascinating and, and high difficulty thing to do in my opinion and i think he pulls it off uh amazingly um i think the key uh scene that i always think of is the uh argument scene between uh him and his girlfriend and the way that it cuts between this silly satirical you know uh song um and this harsh reality the harsh reality of what it means to lose a relationship and what it means to just not be on the same page is brilliant. I don't know how he pulls it off, but it it, should it work. works. It should not work, but it works. And um man, I love this movie. I think this movie is is one of the best. So that's my number 4. I will say if I would have thought of it or remembered it, it would have been my number 2. So. Oh, okay. Nice. A Phantom Oh, Trump. wow, number A 2. Yeah. 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 Wow. Uh Susan, your number 4. Uh I went with Win Win. Great movie. Great movie. Um, all right, yeah, uh, I was, that was yeah. I really enjoyed that film. That uh, I mean, there's not much to, for me to really add to it. I just remember really uh, liking it. I thought the I thought that was a really clever script. I think that was like really high up for me that year. Um, and I just enjoyed the 
relationship between Paul Giamatti and that kid and what he was doing for him. And uh, it had that guy from Rocky in it, right? Like the. I don't remember. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Burt Young. Yeah. 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 That was. Mm-hmm. That was pretty good, too. Um, yeah. I just really enjoyed it. A great family film, but also um, great message about uh, how, how to provide for your family, too. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of good stuff and win-win. Mm-hmm. Uh, Andrew, you're number four. I've never heard of win-win. I'll have to. <gasps> oh, really? Yeah. What? I think nice. you'd like it. Yeah. I think you'd enjoy that. It's a great Should- Giamatti performance, too. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well. It's on the list now. All right, so my number four now? Yep, your number four. I'm going to go with, it might get trumped, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Nope, in my honorable mentions. Oh my goodness. I love this movie so much. Val Kilmer is primo in this. He is so good. I think besides uh, uh, Tombstone, this is easily Val's best performance he's ever given. Robert Downey Jr. is just... This is like right around the time like he he became like that a uh, that charismatic Tony Starkish kind of a of a performer, but there's still a bit of a uniqueness to him. It's a Shane Black movie. It's 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 great. Love it. Love it. Love it. Definitely worth a watch. Um, kiss kiss bang bang. All right, on to our number threes. Uh, my number three is Liar Liar. Trump. All right, and you're trumping me. Hokey doke. That was in my honorable mention, but yeah, that's a good one. Uh, Just remember it would be my number three, too. (laughs) That's that's right, if you'd remember Tick, Tick, Boom. Uh, Susan, what is your number three? Uh, Gone, Baby, Gone. Trump. Yeah, that's going to get trumped. Okay, good, good. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Andrew, will you get to say your number three? Uh, If it counts. If it counts. Oh, if it counts. We have a little bit of a cheat here. Possibly 50 50. No, 50 50 counts. That counts. No, that okay. counts, and I trumped it. Actually oh, numbered. and it is trumped. Oh. All of our threes got trumped. Very, very yeah, nice. Hat trick there. Yeah. I love it. Great movie. Yeah. Susan's like, it counts, and no. <laughs> uh, all right. On to our number twos. Uh, my number two is La La Land. Um, I didn't know if this counted. Yeah. But I'm glad that you put it on your list. It's got two laws we- in it. I didn't know if the law was an article or not. So, <laughs> I guess it's a fair question. Uh, I I but didn't consider. I'm not going to give you a flack for yeah, it. Yeah, um, yeah. So I consider it because it has double meanings. I consider it also to be a, a note, you know, which is uh, yeah. seeing law. Anyways, La La Land's amazing. Um, I I love it very very much. I love obviously the chemistry between the two leads. I love all the music in it. I think Damien Chazelle is one of the most incredible young directors we have. I think he really understands storytelling visually um, and uh, efficiently. And man, I have a ton of fun with this movie. And I have been to the corner where that dance that you see if you're watching this uh, takes place. I've literally oh, stood on that corner. Cool. Um, so, yeah, it's it's fun. It's just down from the Hollywood sign. You just have to walk like another mile and a half. Is that the one that's like overlooking the observatory? Well, the observatory is near the Hollywood sign. So like basically okay. if you go to the observatory and take the path up to the Hollywood sign, there's a place where you turn right instead of left. And it goes kind okay. of back down the other side of that hill that the Hollywood sign is on. And then there's this uh, Kathy's Corner, I think is what it's called. And you cannot drive there. You can only walk there. A lot of those roads have been closed off to driving for a while. Um, but uh, But yeah, so... 
Uh, fun stuff. But love La La Land. It's obviously one of my favorites, and it's my number two. Uh, Susan, yeah. what is your number two? That's the way, way back. Nice. I had that at number five. You had it at number two. Talk about it. Yeah. So the year it came out, 2013, that was my actually my number one uh, in my top ten. I love this movie. I just... I connected with the kid a lot just because, you know, this, I feel like everybody had there's there's been someone in our life that kind of makes us feel like not worthy or bring us down. And, you know, his journey is finding what's special in himself, finding his inner like confidence. And I just really enjoyed that. I also really love the water park setting. That's always been one of my favorite like amusement parks and water parks. Uh, I really love that setting. Um, and just his relationship with Sam, Sam Rockwell and uh, also a pretty like mean Steve Carell, which now it's not that weird. But at the time it was like, whoa, this guy's a jerk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, we all but- know what you wanted to say. Yeah, I was just <laughs> uh, but it rhymes with stick. Yep, exactly. Uh, but yeah, it's it's so good. It's another one of those I think really great screenplays, and it's funny. And those are honestly like win win way way back. Those are typically like even my number one. They're like my favorite kind of movies. Like I just love a really great original and realistic like they don't have to go full overboard or dramatic we don't need like a long spiel monologue at the end of the movie to make us with like the music getting higher it's just real and authentic and so yeah that's why i felt with this movie i agree i think this movie is is wonderful um i've watched it a few times and it never ceases to amaze me how authentic it feels how real it feels uh, and how deeply you connect to the psyche of what's going on in his mind, in his life. There's something coming of age movies. There's so many of yeah. them, right? And it's, mm-hmm. and it's something we've seen so many times before that when somebody figures out a way to really put you in a new situation where it works is it's really impressive. And I think the way way back does that. So it's good stuff. Yeah. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, Andrew, I think we're on to your number two. Yeah, uh, never heard of way way back. I just add that. Oh to my, my list gosh! Too, so nice. I know. <laughs> I'm getting some fun stuff to check out. Uh, my number two. This is where I have liar liar. Oh, nice. So number mm-hmm. two for you. Number three for me. Honorable mentions for Susan. Yeah. No. Talk on it. Uh, it's it's great. Uh, I I, I think in the in the long run, you like this movie a lot more than I do, even though it's higher on my list than yours. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's one of Jim Carrey's best performances that he's ever given. Um, it, he, this movie, he, he toes the lines more perfectly than he ever has between that outlandish goofball and a real character. Like when he's with his son, Max, like it's a real dad trying to love his son. But then whenever he's like, you know, trying to do the lying and stuff Mm -hmm. like that, like this pen is your red blue, you know, like Mm -hmm. that's like primo, like uh, Gumby Jim Carrey that we all love. It's yeah, it's a great movie. Yeah, I agree. Um, I have often said it was the movie that convinced me that Jim Carrey was an amazing actor. Um, before that, I knew he was an amazing comedian. I knew he was hilarious. I knew he was an incredible, physical, gifted human being. Uh, but this was the movie where I was like, oh, okay, he also has chops. Because what he's doing is not easy to take the -the over-the-topness of his persona 
and make it feel authentic. And he does in this movie. He, like you said, Andrew, he feels like an authentic human being in this movie. Um, even as he's doing the pen is royal blue, you know, like it's, yeah. it still feels, um, or it was me or whatever the amazing, uh, lines are. This also has one of the, the best post credits, uh, um, what is it? Gag reel stuff of any movie oh, in the yeah. history of movies. The goofs. Um, when, when they're yelling at each other and the lawyer goes over actor and you see, it takes him a second to realize she's like off script. And, and then she says something like they made me do it or whatever. And his response, and he's just laughing. It's just, it's so pure. And you can tell they had a lot of fun putting this together. And, uh, it's, it's a really fun movie. I love liar liar. It's definitely on my my best ever list. it has a lot of heart, which we're not always used to seeing in Jim Carrey films, or at least before, before mm-hmm. Liar Liar. So that was, yeah, that's yeah. really good. Yep. Uh, all right. Time for our number ones. Uh, two of Ooh. them are already known, uh, but I get to go first. So I will steal yours, Andrew. Um, uh, Gone Baby Gone is yeah. our number one. And is that's my number three. Susan's number three. So pretty clear winner for uh, our choice today. But, um, but yeah, I look, I don't know what else to say about this movie other than if you like moral conundrum movies, this is like top of that list. This is that movie that you finish up and you go, what would I do? What are my own yes. ethics? What are my own morals? How would I handle this? If I were in this situation, what choice would I make? And even if you're able to make that call, which is difficult, you still understand that difficulty and that complexity. And the movie just lays it out there so perfectly. And that's in addition to the amazing performances, the amazing direction, like all that stuff. Um, so, yeah, I love Gone Baby Gone. Was that Ben Affleck? Yeah, that was Affleck. Yep. That was his directorial debut? Yeah. I think so. I mean, come on. Yeah. That movie is amazing. Like, I I still, that's, you know, I, I feel like like that and Primal Fear are the two movies that if I know a friend likes like kind of like a, a good crime mystery thriller that I'm like, I can't wait to make them watch that movie and mm-hmm. watch them try to figure it out till the very end. Like, you're like, like, I almost, I almost could just watch the person watching for the first mm-hmm. time and see their reaction. Cause it's that good. Like, uh, I still think about that and you're right. Like, I love when it's over to be like, what would you do? Mm-hmm. What? Yeah. <laughs> Cause it's such a good question. And oh man, like I, I just, I think it's, it's a, brilliant film and it's hard to watch in some scenes but uh oh, and casey affleck's amazing i just I, I could gush on this movie forever <laughs> yeah yeah uh andrew speak on it yeah you said uh you can ponder the decision you would make you know i saw this movie years and years ago i still haven't decided what this <laughs> what choice i would have made oh. there, there would always be a little uh voice in the back of my head going, did I make the right choice? Did I make the right mm-hmm. choice? Uh, yeah. So uh, it's probably the best movie to ever do that. Like a, what would you do sort of a thing? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Cause it puts you directly in the idea of what is best for the child versus what is uh, morally foundationally just correct. Right. Or like, legal. you know, and it puts those things to uh, two things up against each other. And it's like, where would you, how do you draw your ethical lines? You know, um, so yeah, it's it's tough. I I don't have the answer. Really, I do. 
<laughs> I've watched like, it enough. I've it's a child, it Aaron. It's a child. You make it's the decision that's best for the child. This best is not child. complicated, I'm, Aaron. Yep. I'm best for the child here. I don't care. <laughs> uh, that's, that's what makes the movie amazing. Uh, all, all right, Susan, what is your number one? I guess you guys figured it out. Uh, 50-50. Yep. Um, I, gosh. That was another this, this I have to say this is my favorite best ever challenge because I got to make a list of some of my favorite movies. Yeah, ever. Um, that was easily my favorite Joseph Gordon Levitt performance, but also Seth Rogen. I there are there are scenes with Seth Rogen that are so funny, just like his reaction to that girlfriend he's dating in the movie. And when he's like, I've hated you forever. And I can prove now that you suck. <laughs> like, uh, but even beyond that, like, it's funny. It's a comedy, like, revolving around cancer. Mm-hmm. And there have been so many great movies that you know, involve cancer, but they always are so sad. Like, I don't want to revisit them. Like, I don't want to watch Stepmom again. I don't want to watch Fault in Our Stars again because <laughs> it's just going to bring me down. But I can, like, watch 50-50. And, I mean, I guess it has a better end result. But, like, still, it's just – I still cry throughout it. Mm-hmm. But I love that I can, like, laugh along the way. There's a lot of comic relief in it. But um, and, and outside of the fact that it's just – it's a really – great script it's a great story it's based on a true story um and i just love the cast yeah yeah andrew uh um, this was your number it, three yes yeah uh it's funny because uh bryce dallas howard who plays the girlfriend in this mm-hmm. she also did that year the help yeah and in both movies she is like so despicable and unlikable mm-hmm. that for, it took a long time for me to actually like uh, i know she's just a really good actress but i just <laughs> yeah. oh, i can't stand her and I'm i think the next, yeah i think the next thing i saw her in was a uh, jurassic world and she was annoying in that one too so i was like oh i'm just gonna not like anything she ever does but no she's good and this movie is really good too yeah it's funny when it needs to be funny, and it's serious and sad when it needs to be, too. Yeah, that's ex- mm-hmm. exactly it. I, I had it in my honorable mentions, uh, for sure. I've only seen it the one time, um, but I remember thinking it, it really balanced its tone well. Um, and the Joseph Gordon-Levitt is a really incredible actor. I think he's really talented. Um, so, yeah. so, yeah, that is uh, 50-50. Uh, all right, on to honorable mentions. Uh, Susan, did you have any? Just liar, liar. Okay. That was the only one. Andrew? Nope, none for me. Uh, you mentioned Run Lola Run. There's also a movie called Run Fat Boy Run uh, that yeah. I wanted to mention, which is is Simon Pegg. Really funny, um, really good. Uh, I had to get, since you had Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, I had to get you know at least one more that was a double-double that had two doubles. Uh, I love uh, mm. Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Uh, oh, yeah. One of my favorites. Um, which, you know, isn't Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. It's Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Um, Kramer versus Kramer, probably worth mentioning. Mm. Uh, really powerful movie. I need to see that. Um, this one I was surprised didn't come up. I thought it might make somebody's list. Uh, Pop Star Never Stop Never Stopping. Um, oh, I, I didn't even think about that oh. being a repeated. That, that's sure. I'll put it in my honorable mention. <laughs> I, love that movie. I think that movie's hilarious. The Bin Laden song is one of the funniest songs <laughs> ever. Oh, man. I still laugh at like what something like uh, there's something with a janitor. Dang it. I used to 
quote that. This, this movie that, is. I I have yeah. seen it recently within seal. within the last year, and uh, it holds up really well. It is really funny. Um, oh, it's what if a janitor was actually smart? That's what it was. <laughs> this what movie, man. Lyric- this movie. Yeah. Uh, I feel. And- I feel- I feel attacked. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then uh, Good Night and Good Luck. Uh, I thought I would mention that as well. I uh, really like that uh, Clooney movie. So there you go. Uh, repeating words, movies. Uh, all right. Let's uh, finish up with some buried treasure, shall we? What's that one thing in any area of pop culture you want to make sure people know about? Uh, Susan, you're our guest, so you will go last. Andrew, what about you? Well, I am going to recommend something called The Sandman. No, not the Netflix show. Oh, that's what I thought I you were want, going I know. I want people to check out the graphic novel first. And if you don't like, this is how I recommend you get it, you like uh, absorb the content. Get the graphic novel and listen to the audio track while you're reading it. Because hmm. then you get Neil Gaiman, Neil Gaiman will be narrating it, but then the cast for the uh, audio recording is stellar. You have James McAvoy, uh, Michael Sheen, Kat Dennings, Andy Serkis. Like you have this, uh, uh, Reese Ahmed, Taron Edgerton. You have this great cast of people, you know, uh, you know, like doing the voice acting. So I think that is the best way to, uh, to, uh, take in the content the show is good too but this is what i would do first nice is it based on the show is this the uh the show is based on the graphic novel, right yeah. right okay yeah. so it is the same thing yep. okay. yeah it's the sandman i think besides watchmen is the most famous graphic novel ever made so and i uh, think thing i thought was interesting is that it's a dc comic book and it's on Netflix and not HBO. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Everything around HBO Warner Discovery is interesting these days. So, uh, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I'm going to uh, talk about a uh, new season of Westworld. Um, oh. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Are you that's, kidding me? That's, 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 uh, a running, that's a running joke. That's no- a running joke. <laughs> Wait, is that, do you guys like it? I do. No? I love I the new season. I don't know what happened, but Aaron accidentally like, made it his buried treasure like twice. Two weeks in a row, He's I like, think. Even. Like, it was, yeah, and he yeah. was like, uh, I, I really want people to understand <laughs> that I like Westworld, I guess. I just want people to know that, yes, I understand it got a little bad in, in two seasons two and three, but it is so good right now. Um, anyhow, that is not. But I am going to talk about something we talked about before. I think Andrew has used this as his buried treasure before. But it is over now. It has finished. It has done its complete run. And I just want to say Blackbird on Apple TV Plus is really, really good. Um, it was so good. Uh, it is uh, one of the the best two-hander performance-wise I've seen in a long, long time. Um, both Taron Edgerton and um, his name just slipped. Paul Walter, Paul Walter Hauser, Hauser uh, are absolutely astonishing astonishing in this show um so so yeah blackbird on apple tv plus uh if you want to check it out andrew you finished watching it i'm sure yeah it takes place in my backyard yeah is it a is it a mini series or like limited series it's limited series oh it's a limit so it's a one and done yeah yeah Yeah. and uh on the screen right now is not 
not the uh, not the correct Blackbird. But. That is a movie. That is a yeah. movie. <laughs> that is a different. Totally. I've, I've actually seen that movie. Totally. <laughs> so different. So different. Uh, so yeah. So Blackbird um, is right down the road from us uh, at the it's literally two two blocks. Yeah, from my at house. the the penitentiary here okay. in our area. I didn't so. realize it was a, a mini series. So yeah. I will probably put that on my list then. Yeah, it's not watch. super long. It's six episodes, I think. So yeah, yeah, it's that good then, huh? I think so. Everyone I think knows. it's great. I think it's well worth a yeah. watch. So yeah, Blackbird on Apple TV and Plus. Yeah, I will add it. it just there so, we go. There you go. <laughs> just so people know, the reason that Aaron and I like the show isn't because it takes place in our backyard. It's because it's genuinely a captivating show yeah. about a young man in prison who is given the opportunity to get out of prison so long as he can befriend this serial killer and try and coerce a confession out of him who is in another prison here in Springfield, Missouri, uh, which is a real prison. Yep, sure is. Uh, It's it's such a good show. Susan, what is your buried treasure? All right, well, I I know I've talked about this show multiple times, but season three of Never Have I Ever just came out on like yesterday on Friday. And uh, I, I think it gets better and better every season. I don't know how Mindy Kaling does it, but she manages to make, and it's, you know, it, it's a high school teen comedy. It's silly there. They have its moments, but there is uh, a deeper like level there as far as the way that the lead character is dealing with grief from her father's death. Uh, They normalize therapy, which I really appreciate. I don't think that that's something that we've seen like really ever uh, from like past shows like this. And I think if we can normalize that at a younger age, it's probably better just to show the importance of mental health. And, um, and I just think, I know I've said this before, but the importance of seeing like, all types of people, not just not just like ethnicity wise, but um, different kinds of people in general uh, represented in this show is is really good too. So I, but I, yeah, I love it, and I, I she's going to end on season four, and I'm going to be sad when it's over. Is that already announced? in the show. Yeah, yeah, they announced that before season three came out that she and and I and I and I love that though. I think that's great because if there's one thing I can't stand, especially when a show setting is high school, it very often does a very few times does a show that leaps past high school when it was like their primary setting does it like last or mm-hmm. it feels kind of like you didn't like oh, Saved God. by the Bell college years. <laughs> I own them all. I own them all. <laughs> and I have even Zach and Kelly's wedding. <laughs> but uh, I, it's because I like Zach and Kelly because they were there. But <laughs> no, I mean, it didn't have the same magic as their high school right, years. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that is Never Have I Ever. That is on Netflix. Um, Blackbird is on Apple TV Plus. And The Sandman is a graphic novel that you should check out uh, before you watch the show on. Yeah, you can get the uh, go to Netflix. Audible and download the audiobook there. Very nice. So. Well, we did it, guys. We managed the podcast. 100%. Um, 100%. You did it. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. Thanks so much for joining us today. Sif Poppy is part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. You can find out more about the other shows on the network at studiodna.media or by searching Studio DNA in your podcast player. Big thanks to Andrew for hanging out again today. Oh, thank you, buddy. Big thanks to producer Phil for producing the audio and video show. 
And much thanks to Susan Kamyop Stevens for hanging out with us again today. Always good to have you back. Um, where would you like people to uh, check out your stuff? Uh, just at thischicksflicks.com. Um, uh, gosh, uh, Irving Television, ICTN, the YouTube channel for Irving Television, um, and on on social, uh, it's all it, both Twitter and Instagram is at this chicks flicks as well with an X. Uh, X for both chicks and flicks. Uh, mm -hmm. So yes, yeah. uh, Twitter.com. This Chicks Flicks, um, you can check out all of Susan's stuff. Uh, lots of ways to connect with the podcast. You can leave a comment, a rating, or a review at Apple Podcasts, or you can even email us, feedback at sifpop.com. And finally, if you're having a good time, your movie-loving friends will probably like the show, too. So make sure you let them know about it and that listening is much easier than masterfully executing the latest TikTok craze. Uh, we will be back <laughs> next week. I think we'll probably talk about fall. Um, and I haven't decided maybe what the second movie will be. We'll see. There's a lot out there. So, but we'll catch you then. Bye. Nice. Bye. Bye. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.